All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? Yeah? What the fuck, Sturs? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. How are you? Have I neglected you? Have I not checked in recently? Is everything okay? Are you holding up all right? How's your, uh, how's your hand? How's your knee? How's that thing on your head? Did you get, the, did you get that thing on your leg removed? How did, what did it turn out to be? Is it, did you add too much salt? Well, how can you fix that? I, I don't know. These are big problems. How's the cake? What's, how is your cake? How's your dog, cat, fish, lizard, snake? How's the cake? How's the cake? Okay, listen to me. I'm going to pronounce this correctly a few times, I believe. Today, I'm talking to Zassi Beats, okay? Zassi Beats. She plays Van on Atlanta. Have you watched the new Atlanta? I talked to her about it, but I was sort of like, I, again, old guying it. I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing I'm some serious old guying lately, both in my mind, in my heart, in my body, and how I see myself in the world. Old guying. Yeah. Uh, it's problematic. Maybe I can pull out of it because I'd like to go the other way. But listen, Zasi Beats, she plays Van on Atlanta. And uh, I've been in three things with her, but I've never met her before, before recently for the bad guys press. We did easy. She's in three episodes. I as well am in three episodes. We're in Joker together and we did the bad guys. And this first time I I met, I've met her not right here, but I mean for the bad guy, it's just interesting. Zazi beats. I don't, I think she's got one of those names that she doesn't bother to correct people on anymore when they fuck it up. But I listened to her say it, and I think I said it correctly. Or maybe I just said it incorrectly like nine times. But let me talk, let me talk about uh, this fella I know, a, a fairly essential character in the podcast history, uh, Jeff Ulrich. If you listen to any podcast regularly, uh, you probably don't realize that Jeff Ulrich is somewhat responsible. You might know that, that name if you're a longtime Earwolf listener or if you just know the history of podcasting because Jeff started the Earwolf Network. And that company became a model for the whole podcast industry, the way podcasts make money and get distributed and all that. Uh, that's all uh, because of Jeff in a way. Now Jeff's starting a new company. And when he told us about it, we thought, well, basically, we thought it would be a good thing to let you know about it as well. It's called Dove Orchids, and it's a company that is 100% owned and operated by autistic people with the mission to improve autistic representation everywhere. Jeff is autistic, and he wanted to start a company with autistic people that will work with other companies on how to better engage their autistic employees and customers. Every company can benefit from the diverse thinking and skills autistic people bring to the table. And if you're a parent or a caretaker of an autistic person, they want to hear from you too. Jeff wrote a medium post about being autistic and starting a new business that you can find at doveorchids.com. Go check it out if you're part of a business that wants to reduce stigma and increase opportunities for autistic people, or just check it out if you're interested in learning more about neurodiversity and autistic acceptance. That's doveorchids.com. So the old guying continues. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I'm just, I can't tell if I am actually out of the loop, if there is a loop, if I am the loop, am I the loop? Am I am my loop, I think. I do feel like I have my 
fingers on the pulse of something, but not most things. I seem to miss just about everything until somebody says you should watch that. But I don't know if that's unlike anybody else. Is there a single pulse to have your finger on other than the demise of Western civilization, the planet Earth and the human species? I feel like I'm innately and and uh, emphatically on the pulse of that. But that's because I can see my own light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know if if it's relative to that, just that because I'm old and I and I know it's coming and I have to reckon with that on a daily basis. I guess not everyone does. Uh, I'm not sick, but I think about it. I think about these things, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I don't understand things. I don't know what uh, 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 crypto is, but and and the other thing, the uh, the. Uh, what are they called? NFTs? I kind of get it. Do I need to know? That's the other thing. I'm old. Do I need to know? How do you not know this? I don't know. Maybe I only have so much space right now. Maybe I don't want to load up the drive with more crap. I have to fucking, I, I really do. I've really got to upload some of this shit or just get rid of it. Just delete. Put it in the trash. But because of that, I, I feel a little out of the loop. I don't know. I was talking to my mother. I was talking to my father. I talked to them both within an hour of each other. My dad is is hanging in. He seems to uh, continue to know basically what's up. He knows. Right? And I find it necessary now to go, hey, dad, it's Mark. Mark. It's Mark. Your son. Hi, dad. It's Mark. He did make reference to, uh, you know, I've, t- I've talked to him about things and and it's it's kind of fun to talk to him about things now in the state that he's in where some things are just you know talk, talking about a hard drive that's uh slowly uh deleting itself but you know he knows i'm kind of half looking for a place maybe i get a place out in new mexico and he's like what for just save your money i'm like for what he's like you know you just you know you just know you have it just save it you know and then and i'm like then what happens to it he's like give it to your family to your grandkids i'm like Wrong son. Wrong son, sir. <laughs> but uh, then talk to my mom and she's holding up. But I don't know. You know, you talk to your folks. I'm fortunate that they're both alive so I can be part of this process. <laughs> the, the, the undoing. But, um, you know, I just don't know. I don't like I do not know why I work so fucking hard. I do know. I do not know why I just drive myself into exhaustion. You would think that, you know, with my life that it doesn't seem that complicated. I'm fucking busy as fuck. And at the end of the day, I don't know why I, I realize I sit down at the end of the day, not unlike many people. And I'm like, what what was that? How long ago was this morning? Jesus Christ. That was fucking crazy. And people are like, yeah, it's good to be busy. Is it good to be busy? I've got to shift away. I've got to meditate. I've got to slow it down. I've got to ease up on the coffee. Do you think drinking a quart of coffee is too much? Because I'm drinking over a quart of coffee a day, usually before noon. And then I feel queasy and dehydrated and uh, uh, my skin itches. You think that's the coffee? You think I should just give that up? Where's the joy then? Where's the joy without the coffee? And I've been around this fucking cycle so many times in my goddamn life. The insecurity stuff is starting to bother me. The vulnerability and insecurity of aging. Again, not that old. 58, but you start to feel it. I start to feel it. I kind of, I'm dreaming heavily too. A lot of dreams to the point where it's sort of like when you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, that's disappointing. But the, the, the sort of strange insecurity that's happening. I mean, I've been doing the material I've been doing now 
since we could start doing material. A lot of it's relative to uh, coming out of the grief and coming out of the pandemic. And, and you know, there's like an hour and a half of stuff. I got to tighten it up. I'm being hard on myself. I'm playing guitar. I, well, I played it last night. I don't know how it went. I'm on my own. Jimmy Vivino's not with me. I'm doing a trio. But there's part of me that thinks like, okay, I'm having a good time. Okay, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I'm bucket listing this thing. But there's part of me that's like, but who, who really wants to hear this? Do we need another old guy playing guitar with his friends? Do we, in public, can't, isn't that something I can keep to myself? And would I do it if I was only going to keep it to myself? Probably not. I don't know. I know that all that's happening in me is not bad. That if this sense of insecurity or lack of confidence is just some sort of unavoidable vulnerability, I can probably work from there. And I probably should. That's the pressing thing I think that's happening is that, look, a lot of you know me and I do have a I have a a way I act in public. I do think I have a way I act here. Uh, It's not without depth. It's not without showing this. But something else is happening. There's some part of my uh, weird ass vulnerability that's, you know, kind of old in the sense that it's been down there a while. I, I think might you know, might want to come out. And uh, and 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 play. <laughs> I don't, and I don't really know what that looks like, but I feel it. There's a, there's like you know how many how many marks are there inside of me? Let's find out. Let's count them. Let's count the marks inside me. I'll let you know how that goes. Zasi Beats is here. Well, she was here. Season three of Atlanta is on Thursday nights on FX and streaming on Hulu. The Bad Guys comes out in theaters April 22nd. I've been watching Atlanta, and i got to be honest with you. When you watch it, or when I watch it, and this is where all the old Manning uh, conversation started, was like, I'm like, am I missing something? Is this just too, is it trying too hard? Is it too arty? But like, it is sort of conceptual and poetic filmmaking. But I got to be honest with you, that third episode, the one that was just on last week, it's fucking with me. It's making me think about a lot of things um, from a black perspective in a way that was sort of a roundabout way. It was non-verbalized. It was explored poetically. And and Zazie was great on that episode, uh, as they all are. But it's really starting to twists my brain a bit it like it keeps coming back in my brain that's the thing about that show and it's not because of a joke it's not because of a line it's because you're like what the fuck is up with that and that's not bad if i could make a show that had more of that what the fuck is up with that i'd be happy anyways this is me talking to zasi beats Nice to see you. You too. Nice to see you again. So I know I uh, I can't believe we've been in three things and we never met before, but that's the way show business works. Yeah, it is odd. I've also done things with friends of mine who I never see ever on no. set. Yeah, but we're all you know we do press together. Yeah, and that's when you see each other. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what's the deal? Like, wait, you're you don't you don't live here. You live in New York. No, yeah, I live in New York. Do you hate coming here? Uh. Hate is a strong word. Yeah. Do I enjoy spending extended time here? No. No? A week is good. A week in January is great. Yeah. Uh, more than that, I'm 
done Wait, really what yeah. is it is it just all show business don't you have friends here can you? Uh, i do have friends here yeah. i'd say that's the highlight um but i have to say i i find the sunshine a bit aggro <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> yeah. um and i've realized i just connect to walking cities so yeah. even you know this trip I um I decided because Ubers take so long to yeah. to get to you. I was like, if it's if it's under a mile and a half, I'll just walk there. Yeah. But then half the time, I'm like walking on the side of a highway. Yeah. I'm like this is terrible. Everybody who tries that <laughs> when they come to LA, they're yeah. sort of like, it, it's not that far. I'll walk, but they're just you feel weird. You feel just isolated. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, kind of like, is this? legal yeah. like yeah. should yeah. I be here why isn't there anyone else walking yeah. there's nothing to look at there's weird shit yeah. in the gutters yeah yeah and so um that is a deterrent for me <laughs> <laughs> and then otherwise do if you I'm, drive well I got my license three years ago because I kept coming to LA and I was like I'm tired of being car sick yeah sitting in the back I always get car sick me too it's and so worse. I would associate my like weeks here of yeah. just being nauseous the entire time <laughs> yeah yeah I will say food is great here yeah food is really good. don't you get nauseous in cabs I can't fucking stand I don't cabs really, I mean I take you cabs, just take the train but I take the train Every, a lot of the time uh, too Every once in a while, I've gotten into cabs in New York, and it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's start and stop. I yeah, I get nauseous, which yeah. is why sometimes I'll I'll so, prefer the train. But what, uh, I feel like that's very negative. What, LA has be, its upsides. Uh, are we gonna try I, and spin, spin it positive? Yeah, you know, it's twenty twenty two. Let's yeah, like yeah. switch it up. What's LA it? <laughs> has some great yeah. Uh, Pe- uh, 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 beaches. Not, sure. Oh yeah. You, have you gone to the beach since you've been here? Uh, not this time, <laughs> but I have been there. Are you, are you a beach person? I like the beach. I like the sea. Yeah. I think the ocean water does a lot of healing spiritually, physically. Can you be on a boat? Can you be on a ship? Um, you know, I haven't spent much ex- much time. I can't on stand boats. it. Get nauseous. No. You get nauseous in a car, man. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking get nauseous, nauseous on a boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, the worst. Oh, I'll swim in the sea. Yeah. That's nice. Just yeah. go in a little bit. Yeah, take it in. So, uh, what I watched? Um, I watch Atlanta. I watch okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I hope you don't hate watch it. No, I don't hate watch it. Good. I'm just a guy trying to understand things. Yeah, of course. Aren't How, we all? Do you understand it? I do, and sometimes I don't. Is that true? Like I watched I the first so. one. Yeah. And you're not in that one. No. And that was sort of a mini horror movie. Watch the ish. second one. I did watch it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The Amsterdam one? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that one. Oh, good. You kind of come into a situation. Yeah. And you're kind of there and everyone's kind of there and you're like, why are they all there? It's not real clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh I know that he's there to perform and and uh Donald's there to manage, and then you're just there and there but I'm because of the way it's shot, mm-hmm. I'm looking for deeper meaning. Uh I think there's deeper meaning. Of course, there has to be. What the hell was that? <laughs> that guy, you know? Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that that's reflections on death and transition and letting go and uh-huh. moving forward. Uh-huh. In my opinion, and in terms of yeah. Van's arc's opinion. Yeah. Uh huh. So my reason will continue to reveal itself, um, mm-hmm. and. You know, other than that, I think we're all just existing in the yeah. same way we do every day. Well, what's the, like? What is the process of shooting that? You get full scripts that are like to the. I mean, I have to assume that all that stuff is pretty uh, on the paper. Yes, there's no yes. riffing when it comes to that. Not when it comes to 
um, killing Tupac. But there's definitely like riffing. <laughs> but Amsterdam in general. <laughs> I mean, somebody had to sit down and decide that story. It's not like we left the second season and everyone was heading to Amsterdam. No, it was that. It was? The last episode is all of them going on a plane to tour in Europe. Oh. Yeah. But then there's like... A, it's we, a problem when you got to wait three years yeah. for, or however Four. Four years. <laughs> uh, but it's, it doesn't pick up directly off of that experience. There's like an assumption that time has passed. Yeah. And Paperboy or Alfred yeah. has become more famous. Right. And in the same way Donald has. Yeah. And sort of... The whole show really is, in my opinion, Donald's life. And yeah. his experience emotionally oh. and psychologically and also literally. Yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of the very absurd happenings in the show yeah. are real events. That happen to him. Yeah. I always forget that he's a big him. musical act. Yeah. But he is. He is, yeah. He's and a he, gifted gentleman, that guy. He's he is a gentleman <laughs> and he is gifted. But I definitely know a lot of the like Europe tour stuff comes from his own sort of experience. And when you start like working with that guy, I mean, how did that like, how did that start? Did you know him before? Not at all. It was just a standard audition. Really? So I had been when I booked the pilot for Atlanta, yeah. I had been signed with my agent for like eight months and it was my it was my fourth project yeah so you know the first project i kind of like was an indie i basically i lost lost money on that yeah um and the second one i was a day player on this movie the third one i actually it was a movie it was going for like three weeks i had to quit my job my yeah. day job which it, movie um it's called wolves how'd that go I think it went well. I played like high school girlfriend. Okay. Um, but I assumed I would just go back to work after. But while I was shooting Wolves, I booked the pilot for Atlanta. And that bought me a little more time. And then the pilot got picked up. And that bought me the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, very quick, like, and snowball. That, do you think that was, the, that was uh, the changer? That broke you. Oh, absolutely. That completely changed my life. Um, they got Joker after that? I got Deadpool easy. first. Deadpool. And Easy and Joker. I mean, everything else. So. Did you like doing Easy? I did. It's weird, right? It's... You, how did, did Joe just come find you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. Have you talked to him lately? Um, Not lately. I wonder what's up with that guy. Do you like talk to him regularly? No, I don't. I he's think an he's odd just guy. making stuff in Chicago. Yeah, that's what he does. He makes stuff in Chicago. That was that's what was nice about Easy. Honestly, it was it really did feel like friends just making stuff, almost like yeah. a college. Yeah, like yeah, we're gonna do our thesis movie for theater yeah. class and and, the, and real improv shit. Yeah, that was the best part of that thing. That was the best part. He knows how to cut that stuff. That's I not know. easy. Do you feel comfortable doing improv? Oh yeah. I don't mind. It's great, yeah. but you always say I like. Uh, I always wonder how is he. He's got to put that in, together in his head. Yeah, and you're kind of evolving the story as it goes. Yeah, and you can just you just got to trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it. No, <laughs> no, but that's what makes it all in some ways also very approachable and yeah. made it fun. Because yeah. I think if he was too like oh, oh tour blah yeah. blah blah, it would have felt more intimidating. Like, yeah. 
do I know what I'm doing? I'm trying to remember yours. You were with uh, that guy, right? Dave Franco and Aya Cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes. So, our, I mean, our storyline. Did you do any more or just the one? I did all three. Yeah, me too. Um, we must be like, there's only a few of us that did every season. Well, yeah, I guess we're suckers. No, it's cool, right? <laughs> I like going to Chicago. Yeah, I love Chicago. I know. I never, like, in recent years, I've been like, this is a real city. It's a real place with real things. Only recently? Well, I mean, I would go there, you yeah. know, and do comedy, but like to spend a week or two there, you're like, there's some cities where you like, you can't get a sense of the identity of the place mm. and it doesn't feel, it's not a cohesive experience to me, mm. but over time you start to realize like there's real Chicago stuff yeah, and there's yeah. real Chicago people and there's a personality dug deep yeah. and you know, it's, uh, it's charming and gritty and weird. Yeah. I really liked Chicago. Like Chicago smokes and eats things it shouldn't. they have great food there a lot um i like that it feels like this like northern city and i don't think it's trying to be anything else nope um like some places i'm like you're trying to be new york or you're trying to you know whatever and i feel like chicago is very proudly chicago where'd you come from new york Really? Yeah, that's my bias as well. Yeah. Um, you grew I, up there the whole time? Yeah, I was born in Berlin because I'm half German, so I, I was... I was. Who's German? My dad. Do you, is, is he still around? Yes. Where's he much. lived? He lives in Jersey now. In Jersey. He's a yeah. German in Jersey? A German in Jersey, yes. And but like, do you have family in Germany? Yeah, I do. His whole family. And you go there? Yeah. Now, so you speak German? Yeah. What part of Germany? Uh, he's from Berlin, yeah. East Germany, actually. Yeah, I grew up. Um, but the um, so his parents are in Berlin. Yeah, I have a cousin in Berlin, and then the rest of the family is sprinkled throughout the country. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a half brother, Justin. He's fifteen. Who's half? My mom. Oh, and that was after you. Yes. Oh, he's, okay, after, he's younger than you. Yeah. So he, my parents divorced when I was five, and then my mom got remarried. Good guy. Um, yes, very good guy. That's yeah, nice. All worked out. It did work out, and <laughs> I'm so glad I have a sibling now. I was very resentful about the fact that I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah. But like Germany, I have no sense of Germany. Have you ever been? No. Ooh. I know. You should go. I know. Berlin I, is really great. Is it mm-hmm. still? It's very. You know, every international city, I think, is changing and yeah. becoming corporate. Sure. Uh, or like big city. Like, I feel like that's happening to London and Paris and New York and Oh, I LA. went to London. It was like so many cranes building so many buildings. Yeah, like just condos. Yeah, There's I don't know what they are. very interesting. New York, too, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who the fuck is living in all those buildings? I think nobody. Isn't that weird, yeah. though? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've lived in New York for years, and I go back there, and I see that all these buildings, and no one can afford to live there. So what is it? They're just big monuments to invested money? I think, yeah, I don't know how they're making money off of it. Yeah, I don't um, get it. I think it's a lot of foreign investors. Yeah, oligarchs. Yeah. Hiding their money in large, <laughs> in empty buildings, buildings <laughs> in New that York. we have to deal with. Yeah. Um, but you have a relationship with Germany? I do, absolutely. So I used to go... Um, yeah, so I was born there, yeah. and then I went to I went to preschool there. So I I lived there when speak I speak German, obviously. I speak German. That's a rough language. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's actually well, yeah. the grammar is rough. Well, and the sound of it's rough. The you know, sound of it, it's actually quite similar to English. Yeah. Maybe not the sound. Isn't but there a lot of hooks and? <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like hand, 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 shoe, shoe. Right. Okay. So that's two things. Jacket, yaka. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel I like they're yeah. cognates, but then the grammar just sort of like destroys any sort of yeah. <laughs> semblance of relationship between German and English. Oh, so, the grammar yeah. is quite complicated. Yeah. But um, but you got it second nature, right? It did. Yeah. Luckily. Huh. So you go back and you you have grandparents there. I and, do. Yes. So I, I would. It's crazy. I, I mean, it's not really, but to me it is. I guess. I'm just weird about Germany. I think. I mean, uh, maybe as you should be. <laughs> um, but I would go back, yeah, every summer, uh, you know, essentially instead of like summer camp, my parents would just send me to Germany. And so I'd spend my like two months with them. Yeah. So I had a lot of alone time with them. And my fam, besides my dad, nobody in my family speaks English. So. Um, oh, in Germany. So, yeah. So it's full German. And uh, I have a very close relationship with them. And. I love them very much. <laughs> you got to do a German movie. I do. I'm trying, but... Um, you ever watch Fassbender movies? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too bad he's not around. You could do a weird, <laughs> fucked up... <laughs> I mean, there's a... Yeah, there's a few filmmakers I would love to do stuff with, but... Um, I think that would be amazing at this point in your career, as you're getting known in America, to just you know do a full-on fucking German movie. I think I would love to. Um, How is that not happening? Who do we got to call? Um, Have you looked at scripts in German? Not full German. I get a lot of... Or not a lot, but I get some like, she's... She's maybe, or they work in sometimes my like German ness, yeah. right? Um, or they find it intriguing, and yeah, and then and then it like conveniently yeah. works with the story. But yeah. I haven't done like a full, just full German everything. I would love to. Yeah, it'd be great. But I don't. I guess I don't really know German casting people or German or directors even. I mean, not personally. Yeah, I haven't watched. I don't know if I've seen it. I've seen a few. Uh, contemporary German movies. Have you seen but... Tony Erdman? Yeah, I think that I think... one is so good. Is that the, about the woman and the father? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. a crazy movie. I would love to work with the... Mahan Ad as that director. It's like a two and a half hour long movie, it's and like it's three hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's but bizarre. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I remember watching that. Was it Film Forum for a long time? I yeah, think. probably. Yeah, yeah. That and then also I don't know what it's called in. I think it's the White Ribbon in English. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, that's Hanukkah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that one's really good. I don't know that if one's I saw like that. like turn of the century, black and white. It, it's it was made. It's a modern film. Yeah. That it takes place turn of the century. It's this black and white story. Uh-huh. Um, about this like village and all these terrible things are happening in the village and everybody's yeah. trying to figure out who's doing it and it's yeah. sort of kind of a lot from the point of view of the children and then this like teach it's very interesting yeah the white ribbon i think is the. And it's a german title. director yeah yeah you got to get into one yeah i'm just curious about it i okay. just want to see you speak german at length <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. be like wow it's yeah. real yeah people don't usually believe it until they well you don't have any accent of any kind no huh and that's just normal. I don't have an accent, but yeah. I I flub grammar sometimes. I, I don't even. I barely know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> do mean, you know any other languages? No, I can't do it. Did you learn? What did you learn in school? Like I, I I can barely get through English. <laughs> yeah, my grammar's terrible, and like I don't. You know, I was an English major. I studied Spanish. Really? Yeah, I studied Spanish in like high school, and I just couldn't deal. Where did you go to college? Boston University. Okay. Where did you go to college? Skidmore College. Well, I know that college. Yeah, we're close. Yeah, Boston. that's a fancy school, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. is it an Ivy League school? Like close or they want to be an Ivy, right? I guess they're so, not, but 
the, it, it's like mini Ivy, I think they call themselves. So you, why'd your dad move here? Like what was it, the, what got him out of Germany? Well, um, so my dad grew up in East Germany and when the wall came down in 89, he was just like, yeah. let's go to America. Well, they might put it back up in a couple of years. So we'll <laughs> see what it's not clear how this is all going to pan out, but yeah. Honestly, I think a lot of old communists Are like, <laughs> wouldn't finally. mind. Yeah. yeah. But back. Um, my dad, yeah, so he came to the US yeah. and then quite quickly within a couple of months, he met my mom. Yeah. They oh, so he moved here love. when he met her? Like they didn't meet in Germany? No, so he, he well, he, he didn't move here. He came here on like a summer program. Met my mom on that summer program. Like a college thing? No, he was 25-ish when that happened. What's he do? He's a cabinet maker. Really? Yeah. I need some work, but he's not here. He's not here. He's in New York. He's in Jersey. But he's great. He does most of my furniture. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's great. Like he can make, can he make tables? Oh, that's, my table is from his hands. And is it like, is it high-end stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he knows how to do the polishing and all that stuff. Yeah, he does. He does it all. I have a bed from him. That's a, that's a real yeah. artisanal craft. It's Yeah, it's very, it feels very heady, but he's a man of his hands. Yeah, and he, and he and he's, uses saws and, and yeah. sands things. And yeah. That's great. Yeah, he did a, made a Barbie bunk bed with me when I was like six. Oh, that was nice. So he's here on a an, on a uh, on some Summer sort of a cabinet trip. making program. <laughs> um, actually, this was before he was really in full cabinet making. Full cabinet making. So he was the superintendent. It, this is going to get too in the complicated. Weeds. But yeah, he met my mom. Uh -huh. They were my mom was young, twenty one at the uh -huh. time, twenty two, twenty two when they met, and then they they very quickly uh, decided to have a child, got pregnant, went to. Germany to get married there. My mom had me. Was, now, what's your like? Was this a, a a jarring thing for your mother? Just a. Um, I think exciting. Okay. I think they kind of both were like. <gasps> what? Where'd love. she come from? Uh, my mom grew up in New York. Okay. Yeah. So originally Brooklyn, and then she moved to Manhattan when she was ten. And. Um, all the families okay. All the with everything. Well. Mm, questionable, <laughs> but um, they, they've come around in the years, as <laughs> far as I can tell. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I think she you know, she was young, and I think just excited by life, excited by love, and I decided to have a run baby. off to Germany and run get off married. To Germany, yeah, and then they had me there, yeah. and then uh, when I was about a year, they came back to New York, and that's a, and they were married, and you were a family, and we were family living in the city. Yep. Now, okay, so. What is the progress of being you? Was there, did it feel w uh, weird to have a German dad, a white German dad? Um, it's interesting because to me, yeah, he's he's my dad. Yeah, of course. So I would say, in the complete nuclear sense, and yeah. just within the confines of my family, no, it didn't feel weird at right. all. I actually, I, f I feel very American and I feel very German. My yeah. dad is very German when yeah. when we speak. Ninety percent of it is in German. Really? So, yeah. um, n no. And then my grandparents also, so his parents, I have yeah. a very close relationship with. But then I think in the context of the outer world, I guess. What about your mom's people? Yeah. And my mom. Yeah. So my mom's black. Yeah. And yeah. So with my mom, they took, you know, everybody accepted each other very wonderfully. Well, and that's it was nice. no yeah. conflict around that, which right. was great. And um, to this day, you know, they have been now divorced for 25 years yeah. but um they love him yeah. and 
um, respect him, and he's they, a great father. So. Yeah, so they do. Everyone's still in touch, and it's okay. Uh, uh, not actively in yeah, touch, but right. there's like respect. Sure, and, sure. You sure. know, he yeah. came to some Christmases and things yeah. like that. But um, you know, that also tapered off as I got older. Sure. Um, but yeah, in, in so, terms of the outside world, though, in I terms think? of the outside world. Sure, I yeah. think that there's definitely... I mean, honestly, I still think it's kind of like a revolutionary thing to be in an interracial relationship. And It is. It seems like it, doesn't it? It's still a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, to, I guess, be the product of that um, certainly comes with questions and like, what huh. is this like? What is that like? So I think there was always curiosity around it. But like, my mom is... My mom and yeah. my dad is... Is my why, papa? Why is it a huge thing? I mean, it's it's an, it, it, at this point in time, it, it it shouldn't really be that huge a thing. It seems fairly common, but it still is sort of like wow. Yeah, I think it's still just sort of um, it's common, but I th- still don't think it's the majority. And I think right. that there's just a lot of um, you know, we're we're used to our culture, whatever it is we grew up with, whether you're white, black, yeah. or Asian, or or whatever, German, German, yeah, um. And I think there's just sometimes discomfort around folding in a different culture, and people I think are just still a little bit yeah uneasy about it. But so, I th- I think that's certainly changing. in this country that t- it's yeah. changing for both ways. Yeah, like as it aggressively becomes more common and and progressive and accepted. Yeah, there's this whole other side that's you know pushing back. Yeah, more now than ever. Yeah, it's fucking horrendous. It's. Yeah, it's quite what a disaster. Odd. What's, yeah. it, what, what's going What's going on in Germany? Um, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> I think all of Europe is going yeah. through stuff. I think the United States is going through stuff. I think collectively as a globe, we're yeah. all sort of experiencing something. Maybe 2012 was the end of the world and we was didn't it? realize it. Yeah, My mom always said it was not the end of the world, but a shift in energy. Oh, there you go. So, well, and isn't a there what, nice okay, way to look at it? Is have you heard of this thing what? the where they're trying to find the god particle? Do you know what I'm talking about? And they I like it. They I, have the explain it to me oh, as best you, you, okay. your understanding. The scientific of it. element yeah. is really going to fall short that's, that's here. Okay, the god particle. But the, yeah, so they're trying to find sort of the like. I think the element that is below sort of like the string theory, like okay, what is okay, truly right. the oh, basis yeah, yeah, of yeah, all yeah. things. Yeah. And so they started this atomic thing and they're throwing neutron yeah. electrons. I don't know what they're yeah, throwing yeah. around protons. And But they're chasing the God particle. But they're chasing the God particle. Yeah. It's this like huge underground um contraption and when they turned it on, yeah. scientists had like four different ways this could go. Either everything just basically blows up yeah. which it didn't <laughs> yeah. um and another one gosh was nothing happens and then another one was like a parallel universe begins yeah and um, how did we move there and well i think we're in like the bad one i know that's like the idea sure. is like there was like a good one and a bad or you know not good and bad are, are there, is it exactly the same only good like, are we living in both, or do we not know? I, I mean, I guess we're living in both, Ugh, I suppose, it if it's crazy. parallel. I'm really doing a terrible job, but it's quite interesting yeah. in terms of like, huh, maybe there was a shift. And if you think about it, like, when did things start feeling a little weird? I know exactly when they started feeling weird. <laughs> when Trump was elected president. I mean, things were bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, then, then it got really weird. <laughs> <laughs> totally weird. 
Like, what the fuck, fuck. is happening? <laughs> There's no, uh, I know exactly the day. That was not a good day. Oh, and then like I the, passed out the day after that. You passed out? I think out of anxiety. Really? Yeah. You, you mean just out I, of like, nowhere? fainted, yes. Where? At uh, home? I was at somebody else's home. I was doing a table read for something, and I just, I was talking to somebody, and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Where I was like, I was like, this isn't, something is off. And I, I was walking, and thank goodness my my fiance was there, and I walked by him, and I was like, I'm not gonna, and I just, Boom. Of, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it was anxiety. Do you, are you, have you always had that? I haven't always had that, but since then I have. Really? Yeah. That was the I beginning like, of it? Well, I How get old you? very- So that was- tw- 20, this is 2016, so I was 25. Huh. Um, I think, I've realized, so, well. What? Uh, I have a very complicated relationship to anxiety, as really? everybody does. I'm, I'm full of dread all the time. I'm managing dread right now. Really? Yeah, I, it, it manifests very specifically for me. Mm, in what way? Well, like indigestion. No, no. Uh, like I've always had it. Yeah. But it took me a long time to realize that that I get overwhelmed with it, yeah. and then then you, it almost feels like a depression, but yeah. it's really not. Yeah. It's a it's a paralysis. Yes, that's how I feel. Huh. Uh, I had it. I think. Well, not I think since puberty, but I didn't have words for it until really my mid twenties when it completely overwhelmed me, and I essentially became immobile. Really? And I had to sort of like crisis control because I was like, this is just, and this sort of that, around that time was when it really all was coming to a head. And at 25? Yeah. But and, you've been dealing with it your whole life. You just didn't have a word for it. Or, yeah. Or what to identify. And I would say 25 is when it um, was at its ugliest. And when I, it really started to change my life, honestly. Like what happened? What were the symptoms? Um, I was, so I would feel like I had to, pass out so I just lie down for like hours a day because I, I, I was like I can't stand I stopped eating really? I, did you think you were depressed I something I didn't think I was depressed because it wasn't depression I have a, I get anxiety yeah I don't get depression well, I was it was like it's as if if you've experienced a panic a panic attack it was as if a panic attack was happening 24 7 so I just had no relief and so I couldn't eat I was like losing weight I was uh, seeing blurry yeah. like I couldn't read I couldn't yeah. um I, I was like just indigestion yeah. and and I couldn't I couldn't be alone. I remember my partner at the time, he had to travel a little bit for work and I had to like stay at my mom's house because I was like, I cannot, I, I was just not functioning. And so then I sort of did a huge kind of overhaul and a bunch of stuff and really became yep. introspective. And I was like, at the time I like stopped drinking, no sugar, meditating 20 yeah. minutes every morning, every night, trying to work out every day. Yeah. And that's when you're like, oh, brains are also different. Like you can implement all those things and need help. <laughs> so yes, but I think since then I have so much more vocabulary around it, so yeah. much more understanding. And so my management of it is just way better. But since then, when I am stressed out, like last year I had some stuff with my tooth um, what like what? I just had a tooth pulled out. Fully? Yeah. How was that? It's I'm sitting here playing with the hole. Oh no! It's got stitches are you gonna, in are it you right now. Some, are you gonna get like a fake one in there? I guess so. I got to. I haven't. I've never had my wisdom teeth pulled out, and dentists keep telling me I should, but I'm terrified <laughs> of the process. It's it's a mess, man. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you get put out, and then you know you wake that, up. That's actually the part that scares me. 
It the, scares me the, too. The idea of like, all right, three, two, one, and you're out. That sort of yeah. kind of gives me a lot of dread. I, are you kidding, man? I went to the dentist on Friday knowing I had to have that done. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess like I'm ready to die. But then I'm, was it nice, I guess, ultimately? Well, look, you know, my fear is that something's going to go wrong. Why did you have to get pulled? What happened? Because it was a root canal and okay, I didn't yeah. feel anything, but yeah, that yeah. tooth was rotting. Yeah, yeah, so it was already yeah. a crown and yeah. a dead tooth. Yeah. And the dead tooth at the, at the base of the crown started to rot. Yeah, so it could get yeah, infected. Yeah. So I had to get it off. And I just went there this morning. But it, I'm, I was afraid. Wait, you had it done this morning? No. Oh, okay. I went, I went to the <laughs> dentist to have him do follow-up. It was, oh, okay. I did it Friday. But anyways, my anxiety around that was, what if something fucks up with the anesthetic and I die? Oh, yeah. That was where I went. Oh. But I'm, I've been sober like uh, 22, 23 years, so yeah. I, it was nice. It was a freebie. You know, I had to wake up and be like, <laughs> hey, man. I feel real good. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you... Because I still deal with this, and it took me a long time to realize that it was anxiety, and I still jack myself up on coffee to the point where I'm exhausted, yeah. and I still get overwhelmed and have to take naps. Yeah, I take naps all the time. Yeah, but but I function, but I do, there is a fight. Do you feel like you function, do you feel like you're thriving? Sure. Yeah. But like, but I have to make choices, like yeah, through repetition, like doing exercise, like hiking up the mountain twice a week, because yeah. I'll wake up, and I've somehow trained myself. Because there's a good part of my brain that's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, God damn it, I don't want to deal with this. I can't go. I don't want to. Yeah. And I'll get anxious about it, but there's a stronger voice now that's sort of like, just go. That's me too. I feel like I'm, I've realized the the just go and just do is often a good, um, addresses the thing well. I would argue to say that I do think sort of modern lifestyle of being quite sedentary and, you know, lack of real human to human interpersonal yeah. connection yeah. and you know blah 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 the internet all of that which the internet has wonderful things and also horrible right. things um i would argue contributes i think to the like seemingly vast mental health crisis we're having well just the amount of shit you but, dump into your brain but you're man. saying you feel like you've had this also your whole life or yeah, not no, really. I, yeah i do I, I i you know i track it to a sort of nebulous parenting mm. you know where you know i don't know that i was given proper boundaries yeah i don't know that i was given uh you know that the, the indication that it was going to be okay yeah and I think that you just get wired that way. There's yeah. a certain panic to it that if you can't, you know, kind of rely on your parents to sort of comfort you and talk you down, you're on your own. Yeah. And eventually that's going to fuck with you. Yeah. I don't know what your situation was. You know, I think that's also, that's my question. I don't really know where mine comes from because mm. um, I had... Grounded people. I had very wonderful or have very wonderful parents. I think... I think maybe you're just sensitive. I think I'm sensitive. I think, um, honestly, I do think for me, a lot yeah. of it is modern life. Like, huh. I, I, I find my anxiety completely dissolves when I am actively engaged in, like, nature. If I'm out every day, like... With people? With, with people. Well, not even with people. With, yeah. like, the woods. Yeah. With the sea. Yeah. Um... I recently did a, I was just kind of, you know, it was just like, a, it's been a lot of work recently. Yeah. And so I, I was like, let me go to on a little trip to the, to the shore for like four days. Yeah. 
And so every day I was like surfing and like running around. I was just like in the jungle, in the ocean. And, you know, maybe maybe it was vacation and I felt great, but it was interesting. Like my fatigue it's completely gone. Really? And the way I eat, the way I, I don't, it's just like active, actively engaging in life versus I do feel like the majority of my time I am sitting behind a computer screen, reading stuff, doing emails, Freaking doing whatever. Out. You yeah. Know? And I do think that it, I think a reconnection to people in nature is sure. huge. Yeah. Um, but obviously for everybody, you know, but different what, things, different backgrounds. and Yeah, I mean, anxiety is anxiety. Yeah, and this stuff certainly escalates it. And sadly, I like being all jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't really realize when I'm looking at my phone, like just how much garbage I'm dumping into my head and what I'm reacting to. Yeah, it's, of it's, course. One of the other things that helped my anxiety was realizing that most of what I'm reacting to, most of the time, my brain is making up. Yeah. And and that's like that to me was a major breakthrough. Yeah. Oh, it's sort of like that's not real. You're not reacting to something real. Yeah. Yeah. You ever do that? But one? it is interesting. Like I will have that realization. Yeah. Co- like a cognizant. Like, wh- why am I having e- even like s- very simple things? Like, I'll ha- I'll feel like I'm getting a panic attack if I like find out. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I can't come up with a great example right now. Like that your food's not going to be here on time? Or? Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe something. Yeah. Something <laughs> like like I was really looking forward to a certain meal. Yeah. And then that's not happening. Uh, and I can find myself working myself up to a panic. And I actually f- find, I think I'm actually kind of a very laid back person. Yeah. Um, but and I, and I and I realize I'm like why why am I having this very physical reaction right now where I'm like my heart is palpitating and I'm having mm-hmm. like I feel yeah. you can feel the adrenaline just pumping through your veins yeah. and you realize you're like this is over nothing right and over something that I used to not really have a reaction to so why am I having this reaction but it is interesting and I don't think a lot of people realize who have never dealt with depression or have never dealt with anxiety how fully physical it is yeah it's not just like i'm nervous it's like a full physical yeah. kind of sometimes my chest tightens up yeah or i can feel it in my yeah, i feel it in my neck or again back with my tooth i i had some stuff going on with my tooth and i and i had gotten um some surgery on it yeah and i came home the novocaine wore off and i was experiencing pain yeah and it was fine it was manageable pain sure. but i was like something's wrong so i called the dentist but i was I started like passing out and I was like, is something wrong? That's just like, I think you're just having a panic, a, a panic attack. And I was like, okay, but it was over not like some tooth pain. Yeah. And, uh, so, and like you, so you're like, how you, do you even stop that? Yeah. How do you, but I think knowing helps yeah. and then knowing, okay, I'm feeling faint at what do you have to do. There's certain things you can do that, that, um, breathe into your, a bag. Breathe in, t- I don't, does that help? No, I mean, I thought that's a panic attack. Oh, I guess so, yeah, because you then you're your like breath. hyperventilating. Yeah. Do you get that? You can't, can't catch your breath kind of thing? I get that less, thank oh, that's goodness, because that sounds terrible. I tell. I have to tell myself I'm not in a hurry a lot. Yeah. Because okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, you well, I guess yeah. you do so many different things, too, and you're like running stuff. Yeah, it's just like yeah, my brain doesn't get any rest. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I got like I, I think both you and I need a little more meditation or I something. tried, man, I tried. yeah. You stick with it? No, I only do it when I'm in crisis. It's <laughs> not the time to do it. I know. I was doing it during the pandemic. Every day I get up. With I mean, the... who wasn't? I... 
<laughs> Who wasn't? I was working out every day during I'm the still pa- well, the first two months. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then everything fell apart. <laughs> I still hold on to that, but I, I let go of the meditation because I don't mm. have the patience for it. I'd rather drink all the coffee. I like yeah. to get up and drink all the coffee, and then I would meditate. And I'd, yeah, amped. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a hyper focus. Yeah, hyper focus. It's actually interesting. That sounds sure. That sounds like a sect yeah. of something. Yeah, but like then I just didn't hyper have meditation. Hyper meditation. <laughs> Highly caffeinated meditation. But then I just lost the patience for it. Mm. All right. So, in New York, what, <laughs> what neighborhood did you grow up in? <laughs> um, See, now, now I'm anxious. Ha- hard left. <laughs> um, sorry, right. I'm yelling. Um, yeah. Oh, I grew up in Washington Heights. Okay. So yes. And when did you start like doing the uh, the acting thing? What's your mom do? My mom. Gosh, I oh, yeah. could never. I don't actually know what she does. It's social work adjacent. Oh, really? Yeah. So she like she's jumped around sort of in that. Does she deal with uh, like people? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she's... social work—they're unsung heroes of, uh, of oh, our yeah. world. Yeah. So she she does um, less like she does a lot of like program management mm. and creation. She does a lot of rehabilitation stuff. Um, she used to work as like family mediator. She used to work with women in um, domestically violent situations. Oh, really? So did she work at like one of those like a day women. center kind of thing? Or she, yeah, she worked for like a non-for-profit sort of like huh. organization. So they did all kinds of stuff. Also rehabilitation for like young men who were violent, or also working with prisoners who were violent, or women who defended themselves and were then incarcerated. So like around, all over yeah. that spectrum. Yeah. Um, so what was uh, what was her sense of of parenting? What did you get turned on to? It seems like a pretty mm, progressive world. Was there yeah. art in the house? There music, was art, music. I would say in a quite a in quite a normal sense. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say my mom is necessarily a highly artistic yeah. individual. Right. Um, I'd say she's like spiritual in mind and in being, uh-huh. but isn't the artist, I would say. My, right. my dad, I would say, is a bit more creative. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I also grew up like loving to paint and to draw. And I would say, you know, um, my dad is a bit more, he was like, he loved photography and he liked also drawing and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think in, in my household, so Did I Did you paint say, much? I did, yeah. I and you were good at that. it? I, I mean, my dad is still like, you should have been a graphic artist really? or something like that. But um, I realized quickly that that was a hobby I shouldn't monetize. Yeah. Um, you still do it? I do. Yeah, huh. I love it. Watercolors? I like watercolors. Um, I like acrylics. And yeah? Yeah, kind of all kinds of Big stuff. Big canvases? Uh, normal Abstract? canvases. No, I like portraiture. Oh, you paint people. Yeah, I like, I kind of, I need all photos and paintings to have a person in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or else you get anxiety. uh, Or else I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I would say my parents just did a good job of like, they just sort of let me be me. So I, I was all, I I feel like I, I, I was sort of jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. Like right. I liked to draw. Was I a master at it? Absolutely not. I yeah. liked to sing. I liked to dance. I liked making clothes. I also 
was going to work with animals and then I was going to maybe be a diplomat and then I was like, I'm going to learn all the languages. So I've kind of been all over the place. <laughs> um, How did you land on acting? Um, that was just one of my hobbies. Ah. So How so? Did you do like just kids? just did it in school. Kids plays? Yeah. Uh. I did my first play, I was seven. I actually think, so I did, I, was, I went to after school because my parents were working and yeah. one of the programs that my like elementary school did was just like the theater thing. Yeah. And so I did Annie and The Music Man and um, uh, Guys and Dolls. I remember those three shows specifically. Yeah. And I think to this day, I had such a positive experience with that. I'm trying to emulate the feeling I had then. From when you were a kid? Yeah. How's that going? You know, it's a process. Well, I mean, but the the feeling of being on stage and- Is exhilarating. Yeah, but versus, all right, cut- yeah, you know We're that was a big, that was a big transition for me. Like I totally had to readjust yeah. my thinking, and then also there's a difference again. Like monetizing your hobby, I think suddenly having pressure of like, ooh, there's money riding on this. Um, well, when did that start happening? I mean, like, how did you go to college for acting? Mm, no, I went. To, I, I was a French major in college. At I did Skidmore? a lot of yeah. I did a lot of theater classes. I lived in Paris for a year, which was quite formative for me. And how's the French? Um, well, it used to be very fluent. Yeah. It's less fluent now. Yeah. Me. J'adore Francais. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love Paris and yeah. I, you Well, know, you're an international person. It's nice to have that side. I, I feel so fortunate yeah. to have that. And it's easy in Europe. You know, I had that European connection. And so it's easy to just drive around and go yeah. everywhere. Um, so where did you learn yes. to act? So acting, just like in school. Okay, to be fair, I yeah. went to LaGuardia High School, which is... Oh, that's the one. Yes. Is that the fame school? Yes, yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I'm I don't... I'm old. That's don't... what old people ask. <laughs> that's where they did the fame. I, I do. I will say, yeah, it is yeah. usually... Older people. Uh, older people sure. who ask about that. Yeah. Um, but I will... I, People, I don't think, realize that it's like it's a public school. It's yeah. not like so kids from all over the city go yeah. there. Yeah, that's what's actually great about it. It yeah. sort of hits all demographics, economically, at, like background, everything, and so it's quite diverse in that way. But it's just kids who like like art. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so you know, acting. I just liked acting. I would do it in school. I would do it in like local church or whatever. Sure. Um, not that I went to church. It was just like churches that would Do put plays. on plays yeah. and stuff. And so my mom was like, you should audition for LaGuardia. And I did. And I and I was lucky enough to get in and have that very interesting experience. So I guess I was had that primed. But again, I was doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and then in college, I was like, all right, I'm, I actively did not um, – apply to any conservatory programs because I was like, I want to try other stuff. Yeah. And so I did, I did theater classes in college and yeah. was a part of that community, but I was like, I'm not majoring in theater. Yeah. And because you want to learn other things, broaden yeah. the education. Yes. Yeah. And I took a lot of like courses on international relations, yeah, I took yeah. art classes. Yeah. I took, I, I ended up being a French literature sort of major and, um, which you know, I don't. I don't know how useful. I guess that what'd you is. focus on though? Like, did, did you read like, um, like, did you read Rimbaud? Yes, we read Vol- Voltaire and, and Rimbaud, all the things. Baudelaire. Yes, of course. But to be fair, and I will say this. Yeah. 
I went into college not knowing a word of French. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. And I just loved the language. I just thought it was interesting. And I yeah. left college fluent. So yeah. I came out with a tangible thing. Um, you can probably still read it pretty well, right? I can read it well. And I can totally get by and do my thing. It's just not as... Right. As... Engaged. Yeah. As it was 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I graduated from college. Yeah. And I came home and I was like, well... I've been acting for so long, just in my free time. Like, yeah. I can't not try it. Right. So I tried. And th- and you started to work. I first worked at a casting office for free. Um, to get in? Just to kind of be near it. Yeah. Whose office? Um, Susan Shopmaker. Uh-huh. And so she often had interns coming yeah. in and just helping out. So I did that like three, well, I was doing it like five days a week. And then I was like, I need... What'd you learn? Job. Um, what did I learn? But I mean, seeing it that it's sort of that's the beginning of the demystifying process. Yeah, honestly. Did you see how competitive it was and how like I knew it was competitive. Yeah, right. I, I think, I think watching people audition was useful to sort yeah. of see that etiquette and what that is like. Um, surely, I guess the idea of like it's not necessarily about talent, but just about what um a project needs yeah you know i remember specifically there was like somebody who came in and he was phenomenal but he was bald (laughs) and he was like we already have this other guy who's bald and we can't do both bald men and so it was like you know just stuff like that is is i think good for a performer to see to be like that's like the saddest story ever It's yes. like when, that, it's, and he was that's, great. Well, the, <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, I always did comedy. I never really focused on doing auditions because I always knew there's going to be somebody that's going to be, you know, yeah. who can handle it better than me. I will say though, yeah. I love auditioning. That's, I love it. You do because of the because the adrenaline. I think I actually think the adrenaline. I kind of I I remember that doesn't give you anxiety. I think I'm able to, which is why I can perform i can turn that dread into something productive like that specific nervousness that like i'm having indigestion that thing i I think maybe just through years of doing it i actively i'm like this energy is now transforming and it's going to just radiate through me into performance yeah and then i can just like black out on stage and it that it just becomes like if you're present makes me present but i i actually feel like internally it's transforming into like just it's like coursing through me as something other than nervousness yeah and so i i think i think that is a difference with like somebody who performs like do you clam up or do you just let it go and yeah, yeah. and show yourself right and i think I learned to just show myself. And I think that with auditioning, I feel like, all right, I'm going to go in this room and I'm just, it's my room. Yeah. I'm going to show them, I'm going to show them me. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. And I learned, I remember somebody told, I just learned like, if you need a chair, you'd be like, I'm taking chair. If I start the scene, I didn't like it. I'm just going to restart the scene. Yeah. And I just kind of went in kind of like I'm not going to apologize for being here I know you guys want to cast somebody you want to be done casting yeah let me be the ticket (laughs) and I would just throw my shit at the wall and then leave and then I'd buy like a 
tiramisu from Italy or some shit and be like, that's my prize for everything I have done. Uh, what and a good prize. So I found it quite exhilarating. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's a nice take on it. Yeah. And I think to me, I sort of, yeah, I don't know. But, I, I, you do it so much. I was like, you. for me, I was like, I have to make this enjoyable. So right away you, you knew that. Well, I mean, I find that about acting. Yeah. Like, because I don't, I never, I didn't come up like that auditioning. I, I, mm-hmm. I just didn't. I, mm-hmm. you know, it, but I always wanted to do the acting. But what, what I find about it is like, if I can do this okay, yeah. I'm okay at it. But how do I make it interesting? Yeah. Enough to be like waiting around for three hours. See, comedy to me yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. Maybe because I'm not, I'm just not a comedian. Yeah. That's just not my. Well, I mean, it's not a matter of scared or not scared. It's just like, how do I, how am I not going to be bored all fucking day and aggravated that I'm still waiting around? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how is the three minutes on camera (laughs) going to be worth the day? (laughs) Do you know? Yeah. I guess. It sounds to me like the auditioning process for you is the most exciting part. (laughs) (laughs) I will say then when I book a role. I'm yeah. like, what did I do? What did they like? <laughs> How am I going to replicate that? <laughs> and so coming to set is definitely, I think, a balance of like pain and like creative ecstasy. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do miss the theater. I do miss that like that audience reaction, yeah. that that engagement. Um, you know, in some ways, when you do theater, you rehearse, you rehearse, you rehearse. But then when you're on stage, it's not the directors anymore. It's not anybody's. It's yeah. the actors and the audiences. And there's something quite like yeah. And also it's so about that. yeah. Well, it's so present. I mean, you're not. There's no time to be anxious. Yeah, exactly. Because you're in it and you're problem solving as you go and like saving another actor's like flub is so <laughs> that's <laughs> fun. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think I've now transitioned into I. I find film sets yeah. also. It's just different. Yeah. It's just a different use of energy and different kind of bonding, different kind. It's just, it is quite different. Um, yeah. It, it is. It's an adjustment. It's, it's weird too because like you do these things that are very intense and there's a whole community to yeah. it. And then when they're done, you're like, all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite odd. It's really weird. I do feel very first day of school, every set I go to. And then three months in, you're like best buds. Yeah. And then you move on. And then you see someone five years later, like, wow, I haven't seen you since we were yeah. like best friends yeah. for six months. Yeah. yeah. But then I do think that that sort of like foundation does come through. Like you do have this sort of sacred, like, I've seen you at your worst because yeah, yeah. we did 16 hours together yeah, yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. And there's something very special about that. Well, what about the Atlantic crew? Yeah, I mean, again, I think, well, you I You guys think, had four years off. Yeah, but- because the show changed all of our lives so completely, there's yeah. this like spirit sure. connection of yeah. we did this together and yeah. all of us changed because of it. Yeah. And so I think we kind of have this, I don't know, this bond. Of course. For sure. And it's not like, you know, we have a connection, but we're not necessarily hanging out all the time in yeah. between shoots and we do spend time together. Um, well, Keith's sort of a trip, right? He's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I think Darius and him are quite intertwined as in, as individuals. Uh-huh. Um, but I think like Keith is just this very thoughtful, kind... Um, yeah, I think 
just very sensitive individual. Yeah. Um, and like on set is so gentle. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. That role was sort of built for him. Uh, yeah. I think it was built for him and he built it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. But I, I think that Darius and him are quite similar in energy and and spirit for sure. Yeah. I'm curious about that guy. I you should have him on your on your pod. I, I reached out. I think we've tried. I mean, I interviewed Donald a million years ago before he was. Oh, when did you interview him? Probably just after Community, and yeah, he was like s- sweet, and uh, it was all ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And then he became huge. Yeah, like I think it was he had done the first Childish Gambino record, and I can't remember what he was promoting when he was here. But he was like a different guy. Mm. We don't, we haven't done a lot of those kind of interviews. But he's like, like a different dude now. Yeah. Like I interviewed Kevin Hart before he got big. Really? Yeah. Like there's, I mean, I've been doing this since 2009, and there's people who I've talked to who are now, you know, out, you know, beyond huge. Yeah. And I don't know what their lives are like now. Yeah. Do you feel like you're huge? Me? No. You're pretty big. I don't know if I am. I I don't. Uh, I keep it. Uh, I keep it small. What? Yeah, I'm actually. What? Curious, what's your relationship to fame like? Why well, I'm fortunate in that I'm a highly discoverable <laughs> <laughs> uh, talent that most people in the world do not know who I am, hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still go to the supermarket, and most yeah. of the people that that know me know me really well if yeah. they listen to this thing. Yeah. So then it's sort of like they have this one-sided relationship that's far too intimate. <laughs> like it's it's always, I'll see people, they're like, hey, is did you get the, the toilet fixed? I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, but I'm, I'm at a level where I, I can handle it. And mm. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to not be, uh, it's, a, the, it's a weird business because I've been doing a comedy a long time. Yeah. And I think I'm doing the best comedy I've ever done, but I'm not huge, but I'm okay. But, you know, uh, how but, do you think the businesses change, I suppose? Well, I mean, everybody can just sort of carve their own way mm-hmm. that, you know, established show business doesn't mean as much as it used to. Yeah. Uh, I think the idea of like the traditional celebrity has changed quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and everybody's got their own little everyone exists in a bubble. Yeah. Uh, if they're lucky. Yeah. Like their own like you know, like Atlanta is a thing. That some people love, yeah, and they're crazy about. But a lot of people are like, "What is it what on? Is it? Yeah, exactly. where is it? You know, it's a weird reality mm-hmm. that you can put all your life and energy into something, and most people be like, "I don't know if I get that channel." Yeah, <laughs> I think that I think make can make because uh, things can be so much more niched. Yeah, and that's um, the way everything is. There are people making yeah. millions of dollars in show business in completely non traditional <laughs> way. Yeah. There are YouTube people like, I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. I'm and not like, even sure they're talented. I think Twitch is like one of the biggest I don't know what is that. Now. What is that? And it's it's big for like video game streaming where people just play and mm. they just comment on their playing. But it's I think it's one of the biggest. Yeah. Um, What's this got to do with the God particle? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. The God particle this has is the bad made parallel universe. all of these things. Yeah. I know. Well, it's. I guess it's just. I have to say, watching Rick and Morty, I really believe that there are many universes. Oh yeah. I just. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think about the alternate Zussies, and I'm like, I hope she's doing all right. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't let my. I can't make my brain do that. I'm barely holding on to this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the the present thing. I can't. I don't. Maybe letting go of that would be good. I don't know. Then there's a lot of crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to something. So what? So you like so. You shot all of the Atlanta's done for now. Yeah, yeah. Is this Forever, it? Forever, yeah. Okay. What, and you did, uh, we, we're, we're in the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. You were great in that. Voice yeah. is fun. We, yeah, you did the yeah. snake. And I was Diane. The yeah. Fox. That's a great part. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, what do you, what have you shot lately with the live action stuff? Uh, big, any big honestly, ones? Honestly, not much. Yeah. Uh, I have, I guess, I have Bullet Train coming out. I don't know when that comes out, though. What is what is that one? So it's um it's Brad Pitt, Brian Tyree Henry, who's in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, he's great. I like that guy. He's also in that. Was he a comic guy? No, just uh, actor. He actually got his big start on Broadway. He was original uh, Book of Mormon cast. Okay, that's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's a comedic thing. Yeah, that's a funny show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he's... So that's where he got sort of his big acting start and then obviously has now blossomed in film and television Um, and many other people and that's sort of this it's like a action comedy kind of film Bullet Train Bullet Train yeah and then what else do I have going out I don't have anything coming out Atlanta season three and four are coming out but I've kind of just not really been on set recently Hmm. I've just been I'm trying to produce yeah. And me and my partner have been writing stuff, developing things. Your fiance partner or partner partner? Uh both. Oh. Yeah. You well, have... partner fiance is also partner in writing and oh, okay. developing stuff. He's an actor, right? Yeah, actor. I met him. I met him in New York at yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, at the screening. At the thing. screening. Yeah. What's his name again? David. Okay. And so we're like doing a bunch of stuff together trying to, you know, get things off. And that seems brand. okay. It doesn't make you fight. It's made us fight, but <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, creatively, we have the same taste. Yeah. I've never overlapped with somebody's creative taste in the same way uh, we do. Yeah. So ultimately, we have a different way of going about things, mm. but our opinions on what the thing should be is always exactly the same. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. But I, I sometimes think it's actually good. Like, he's a um, more... I can be more like a laid back, like I'm very into um, like mental health and like taking my time in my space and I can be slow to respond on stuff and he's sort of on it oh, yeah. very much. How does that, like how does he handle your anxiety when it's nap time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he knows me quite well yeah. and and knows when I need it yeah, and is good. actually quite comforting. Um, what are you producing though? Like when you, what's, what's the plan? Yeah, what is so, the plan? Uh, we, so we, so he writes as well. So yeah. he has a bunch of stuff he's written yeah. and we have um, a couple of things we've written together and some things we're like out to directors on now. Some things we're about to pitch to some studios and are pitching and whatnot. And then we're also developing something I don't know how, like, you know, I have to be all secretive, okay, I guess, right. but like developing something TV with a studio, TV, TV uh-huh. with something with a studio right now. That's good. Um, so, yeah, we're like, it's very outside of my comfort zone for sure, but I think that's good. But it's exciting. You're engaged, doing yeah, things. Yeah, and I think sort of the idea of like writing or making things that I really want to be in. 
because you can get sent scripts. But that doesn't mean that. Yeah. You know, there yeah. are always things. Right. Through. I mean, it's it, it's nice to create your own stuff. Yeah. So that's so so that's the plan. Create a thing that you can be in that you created yeah. and uh, get back on the stage. Yes. And do a German film in German, all German. There you go. I mean, you should be my manager. I'm, I'm working on it. I'll get on the phone <laughs> right after we get done. Good. It's nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Okay, folks. Wait, I come out of that like, you know, well, that was lovely. Um, season three of Atlanta is on Thursday nights on FX. Streaming on Hulu. Bad Guys, the movie we're both in, is out uh, April 22nd. Dig it. Here's some heavy sounds. Heavy tone. I'm going to call this my tone. I finally got it right. Got the right amps hooked up. Fonda. Cat angels everywhere. <laughs>